This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the UAP Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, it's so good to be back here with you. How are you? What's going on? Um, I'm all right. I'm still in South Carolina. Um, St- are you back in the city? Southern Bell. I'm back in the city. Um, before we get started, I, I just want to make sure that everyone knows, like, um, you know, um, we're we're still in the same atmosphere that we were a week ago. I'm sure we're taping a week ahead of time. Uh, I know Jor- Jordana and I want to, you know, say that we're supporting uh, the protesters out there. We support Black Lives Matter. We are, um, you know, it's it's um, we've There's- gone beyond the word. You know, we're the the catchphrase of weird times. Right that now, we're, we're like- beyond that. It's we're yeah. in historical times and. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a it's a massive time of uncertainty, unrest, obviously, like a boiling point for the country, yeah. for for a lot of people. Um, and and just, again, yeah, we said yeah, this sorry. last week. I think we want to reiterate again that like the tone of the show is is has always been like pretty light. We make fun of things. We try to be. Yeah, we we're, to, we're talking about dating. Right. That's what this show is. So if that is, a, a, you know, if you're not in the mood for this, we totally understand. I'm, I just want to reiterate what we said at the beginning of last week's show. If this is not kind of the, if you're looking for a different tone to fit what's, you know, the the atmosphere of today, please, you know, maybe put this off for a week. Put this off for when, the you know, when talking about dating is right for you or listening to people. But we are going to do the same thing we've always done. Give you an opportunity to take your brain, take your anxieties, put them on the shelf for an hour, hour and a half, whatever we go. And we hope this can help you in whatever way it helps you. That's and and to you know, there's so much going on right now that we hope that, you know, your energies are are safe and um that you're, you know, we're behind you in what you're doing out there. So there's no good way to say it. I'm not going to, you know, believe. Right. Me, I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think we neither of us pretend like we always know what the right the right thing to say is or the right way to say it. But we're doing the best we can. And um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a, a podcast where, you know, where we have uncomfortable conversations comfortably, as I've always said with us with dating, because, you know, we know none of us come from a place of evil. We want the you know, the best. We want to be able to be funny and fun and and. You know, I think that's the same goes for us wishing well the people that are saying now is not the time for me to like listen to a talk about dating. Like we understand that. That's totally and, fine and, too. And, yeah. And and for people that are like, yeah, hearing about dating right now, that's amazing. Um, and and listen, if we get an email about protest and dating and and be your involvement in dating, that is something we would want to tackle. That we would want to talk about. But until that happens, we're gonna do the show that we have. And you know, and if you have those emails. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. But, Jordana, we, uh, let's, what are we talking about today? 
Well, I just wanted to start the the show with an email that we got from a listener in response to so, the in response to, to the guy who wrote. I love this because we're going from something very serious to maybe the lightest topic that's ever existed on this podcast. So. Again, if you're looking for a trip away from the realities and the horrors of the world, this might be a good start for you uh, to catch people up. If you're fir- if this is your first episode of the podcast, welcome to the show. We talk about modern dating. Um, we play a game at the end of every episode called Red Flag Deal Breaker. A Red Flag Deal Breaker about a month ago, would you say? Um. Yeah, three weeks, a month ago, something like that. Was ever and I the my favorite and I, I I'm speaking for Jordana, but I think our favorite red flag deal breakers are from like real scenarios, right? And, like this really happened. This What's really happened. Like when someone says red flag deal breaker, they have a seventh toe. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to fucking say. But when right. someone comes in with a personalized experience, I'm like, oh, this is juicy. And someone came in saying that they were invited to a family dinner. And the whole family was drinking milk with their steak or milk with their dinner, right? Yeah. Well, basically, the 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 thing was like you go, yeah, you go to a guy's house. Everyone, like he and his whole family, have a glass of milk with dinner. Red flag or deal breaker. Yeah, and, and it was a personal yeah. experience. They said yeah. they actually had gone to their boyfriend's house to meet the family, and everyone's having a big old glass of milk. And then we got we we talked about it, and you can go back and hear our conversation. And then this person's, the boyfriend who brought her to the, to the parents' house rode in and was like, that's my family. I, is it a right. red flag? And, and now he, 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 he realized that, that, the, that the girlfriend was talking, had written in about him when he noticed that she and her friends were kind of like making fun of him a little bit. Yes. Asking him if he had a glass of milk on him. So then when he realized it was him, he went to the show, listened to the show. He wrote in, is it a red flag deal breaker that someone would write in a red flag deal breaker about you? He also wrote in his feelings about drinking milk. And I didn't realize, did you know that milk with non-breakfast, like a glass of milk was such a, a, uh, a, like a, a topic, you know, like it was such a heated argument. Cause I actually... My girlfriend, Jess, is like, glass of milk, ew! <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, right? Like, did you know this? Did I know that, um, that like, there's a, I know that the, the dairy, that dairy is a highly contested thing among, like, adults. Like, everyone's aligned that, like, children need dairy. Like, mm-hmm. calcium is good for your bones. We all remember that got milk shit. Mm-hmm. Um but there is a debate. Some people say that the, that as you get older, like just like mo- like most other mammals, don't drink milk, like after childhood or after they're developing. Like that, adults don't need milk. They don't need well, dairy. I'm drinking a coffee on the Zoom call that we're having. Mm-hmm. No milk because if I like if I took a little squeeze droplet, uh, you know, like those like little like you know serum droplets. Yeah. If I took a dropper and filled it with whole milk and put it on my tongue, the minute it touched my tongue, I would diarrhea my pants immediately. <laughs> so you, like it, it, so like, you're lactose just, intolerant. I, I am self-diagnosed lactose. Like I've never gone to the doctor. Like I just know right. that if I have a lot of cheese, a lot of milk, and uh, listen, the person I'm living with could, can, could attest that 
if I took that drop, it would go bloop, and then I'll go ah, and just spit out my ass as if it was fucking The Exorcist. Right. Um, so, so I am like, I love milk products. I love a slice of cheese, but I know what I'm getting into. Maybe that's your Jewish day. digestive system. Well, but, yeah. I've heard that. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Where Jews have bad digestive systems, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate or if that's a stereotype or whatever. But um, listen, I, I did a show. I did a show for the Crohn's and colitis um, <laughs> people one time, and they they were trying to do another show, but then you know, obviously with the quarantine, they they we did a show, and that was as if I did a show at someone's bar mitzvah. That was a fully Jewish Crohn's is uh, definitely event. Uh, Jewish centric. Um, yeah. I'll tell you a secret though. I, I actually, I breastfed until I was four years old. You've said this on the podcast have before. I? So okay. you not, not, have... not a very well kept secret. No, yeah. no, you're out there. And do you ever bring this up to your mom? Yeah. She's a fucking weirdo. Um, yeah, it's not well... my fault. That's the thing. Everyone's like, that's no. so weird, but it's like, that wasn't my fault. That's entirely like on her. You're supposed to wean your child, which means like sure. you just get them like off. What's the, the normal? So, so to me, like there might be men listening to this. What's the age that you don't breastfeed at? I feel like a year is like kind of long. Like, uh, so a if year's it's, long. If it's more than a year, I feel like after a year, like it's a little unnecessary. And For she me, went three more years. Yeah. She really like only stopped because she got pregnant with my younger sister. And I don't think that like you can even Did produce she, breast milk. What, have you ever asked her in a non-accusatory way? Like, have you ever been like, hey, just like, what were you thinking? Like, she's like, she's like um, ancient Buddhist kings or, or Chinese kings. Uh, um, <laughs> you, you know, we're, we're, we're fed breast milk their entire lives. And like, that's why you have such a good and immune you system. you are my princess. And you shall be brought up like one. Exactly. Like, like that's a great. I'm like, Mom, the minute we're from you, Long Island. Yeah, the <laughs> minute you go outside of your own like culture, like you're mm. just dipping into someone else's something you've like heard once. Like I don't. Was she studying Buddhism at the time? I think like, she was like, I was just waiting for you to stop asking. And I'm like, if you can ask, yeah, it's too, <laughs> the kid's too old. If you could say please and thank you to a tit. <laughs> You're done drinking from the nah, tip. Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I got to go play video games. I got homework. I don't need your no, tip. No. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There are people out there who probably, I'm sure there's some sort of community. Like, if you could say I'm the word sure. boob, you're, you're probably out of I have of some, like, probably boob. relatively repressed memories of actually breastfeeding, which is probably a bad thing. That's probably not something you should um What do you mean? Like, I remember, like... You remember little, breastfeeding? I have, like, vague memories of, like, of that being, like, a comforting thing that I would... Wow. The, like, the CDC could come to your S South Carolina right now and take you away. <laughs> from, <laughs> at, I at actually, 30. Yeah, I actually remember being, CBS. like, made fun of a lot by my older siblings. Um, they would make fun of me, like, for breastfeeding. So, so, but you have a lot of yeah. siblings. So, why were you the breastfed one, not them? Um, probably. I mean, my 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 mom has eight kids, so the the it was probably like a thing oh, where maybe. like you know the new the new kid like once you get pregnant again you can't really be breastfeeding the other one. Maybe that was like part of it, and there was like a larger age gap between me and my younger sister. That makes sense to me. There there was uh she also to defend your mom 
again, this podcast is about uncomfortable conversations had comfortably. Let me take your mom's side. If she's used to it, then I get it. Like, she, if she's just, she's just passing. Con- she's been breastfeeding her whole adult life. <laughs> yeah. So, like, at that point, she's like, why, you know, this is a part of my routine. It's like when the guy or girl takes out their phone and swipes on the dating app you know, out of habit, like, right. Yeah. I can understand why she's like, I got to have something latched to me. Exactly. This is latching time. Yeah. It's, it's like just her routine. And it's funny. I remember like this was right around the time that, um, Clinton was like up for like reelection. Okay. <laughs> and they used to, they used to all the yeah, chance. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you're at the age where you can recognize is Clinton running again? You shouldn't be breastfeeding. Right. You're too old. Yeah. But the, the the people at the rallies where I remember would, would would say like four more years. And then my like older siblings would be like chanting that at me. They'd be like four more years. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have like a binky growing up? Did you have like a like like a like a thing that you held on to or was the tit your thing? I think that I think the the breast was probably like, <laughs> you know, tit the wrong way to put it. I think breast, the, the nipple. <laughs> I, I, cause like I had, like, I used to carry around the, um, the, the Charmin bear. That was my thing. I had the Charmin. Like the toilet paper? Not Charmin toilet paper. The, uh, you know, the bear that's not Charmin. Jess, do you know? I'm like, there's a bear in the Charmin commercials who's like wiping his butt with toilet paper. No, not that- the toilet. <laughs> that would make sense for all my uh, digestive issues that they were like, <laughs> here, you got to get to know this guy. Um, the um, detergent like- bear. Oh, sn- snuggles. snuggles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was for, yeah, Snuggle. I had the Snuggles bear. That was my thing growing up. My you brother, um, I don't think I still have it. My brother had a burpee, which was just like a corner of a blanket that he would suck on. And then he his his big move, so to speak, was to take the part he sucked on would get gross and crusty because he he hated washing it. So then right. he would his big move that he thought it was hilarious growing up was taking the crusty part and sticking it in your face like that was hilarious. So you'd have this little baby chasing people around with a crusty fucking rag and you that's know, why like you're the cl- comedian? Yeah, like life. chloroform. Yeah, that's that's why. But maybe the the breast was your thing. Like like when they said four more years, were you like, don't talk about my milk that way? Like, I was I remember being like, I'm gonna stop when I'm four. I remember making it like a thing. Like I said, oh. like, I'm like like I'm gonna stop when I turn four, and then I turned four and I stopped. I can't believe your mom It was like my decision. And yeah, like the, I don't think that's how it works at all. No, well, not with most children. Like, <laughs> well, now, so we both have our milk experiences out there. There we go. Now, I didn't know that this was such a contested thing that milk with dinner was like there are milk with dinner people and there are people that are grossed out by this. So, to to continue this story, and it is funny. Like, I remember on my podcast when I was first, like the third year of it, I started getting all these emails asking about uncircumcised penis and it started like a year-long email trend of uncircumcised penises all coming in the inbox yeah they all of them in the inbox this is our version of that is now we have received another email do you want to read it 
I'll read it. So this is from a listener who just happened and to hear the episode. This guy also, the guy who whose girlfriend wrote in said that he thinks that that drinking milk is a deal maker and that he he wrote that he and his brothers um, drink milk, drink a glass of milk every day. They have a gallon of milk. They finish every day. They never um, break bones. Yeah, they never break bones. They jump off the roof. They're totally fine. I didn't realize how <laughs> religious this was. Like, like this, this is like, yeah. yeah. And the the original girl was grossed out by it. The guy who wrote in her boyfriend was like, no, this is a deal. Make yeah, like totally. This is great. And now we're receiving. This girl better watch out because yeah, we're she receiving. May have opened, open the open a can of worms here. I agree. Let's All read right. the email. So, hey, J&J, I laughed slash cried about the red flag or deal breaker last week regarding the milk with dinner because I am an avid milk drinker. Avid is bolded. Bolded. And I truly don't think there was anything alarming about this until I heard it posed as a question. My roommates constantly make fun of me for my milk habits. I thought they were, in fact, the, they were, in fact, the weird ones for not liking it. And they are most appalled by my favorite combo, a tall glass of cold milk with a big bowl of spaghetti. I mean, that is <laughs> tall glass of cold milk with a bowl of spaghetti is like, like to me, like it's not that it's a gross combo to me. I think of like it's sitting in my stomach together. Right. Milk is like, I mean, I guess it depends which kind of milk, but like I, I could see it not being a great combination. Something about it, though, makes me feel very like American. Yeah. Just a cold glass of milk. Right? Well, they're Jim Harbaugh, who's the coach of Michigan, University of Michigan football team. He, um, I think within the last year, maybe a couple of years, he made a statement. He only, he, there was a whole thing made out of him drinking cold milk with dinner. And then he was saying, and he kind of was on the same level as the guy who had written in being like, it's American to have a cold <laughs> glass of milk with like, it's. It kind of shows you, not to make this a bigger issue, but it shows you how easily people connect one thing to who they are, to right. what they are, to a religious stance or an American stance. It's, it shows you how easy it is. Right. To connect yourself to like any sort of ritual and almost having it like embody who you are. That's the thing with even like political opinions. It's like it's so hard for people to even acknowledge political opinions that are not their own or that disagree with what they've thought for their entire lives just because those opinions are so deeply ingrained in like who they feel like they are and how they self-identify. So it's not even really even about the opinion for them. It's about like if I change this thing that I've always believed in and now that that that's being questioned like is my does that does my entire identity, especially if I've spent years sort of cultivating this other opinion? Yeah. Does that change of how I even like the confidence I even have in like who I am as a person or who I have? And, been and does that make do I have to go back and rewrite how mm -hmm. I think of my own history? Am I a bad uh, if I'm making an opinion that I now disagree with today? Are all the opinions I've ever given? me being the bad guy. I think like we're right. all so much in tune. And that's very with, hard to be like, oh, like up until this moment, I'm 30 something years old. Like everything I've thought has not been like too super accurate. It's, it's tough to put aside the pride. It's, 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 right. it's really, you know, and, and listen, that's human is to be like, you know, to say, and also to like, 
take yourself and put take yourself out of black versus white or or the the easy you know the neatly set up um opinions you have and realizing it's all so much more gray it's you know back right. to dating when when people go does he like me or not and it's like that is never like that's not even the point. That, right? That's not even the point. Like, does he like you or not? Like, so if you think of everything in that way, where it's like, if someone goes, are they, you know, a milk drinker or not? You know, you right. go, well, I don't know. The, the, I like milk with breakfast. I wouldn't have it with a bowl of spaghetti. That doesn't mean I hate milk drinkers. You know, like it, 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 right. it's, it's, it's actually crazy how relatable this milk, this- not milk thing is is relatable to a lot of the subjects today, but go on with the email. Quite polarizing. Yes. Um, my roommate just texted me about this most recent episodes, milk update and told me that she had found my match. I'm so attracted to everything. The milk lover wrote humor, (laughs) big family, milk enthusiast, and most importantly, the wherewithal to judge his girlfriend for writing into the podcast about that. And I wanted to see if you guys could connect me to him. I guess he still has a girlfriend, but considering milk drinking is a deal maker for him, I think I'm really his match. Thanks for the help. Love what you guys do. On, um, on second thought, if he is still happily committed to his girlfriend, I would love to be set up with one of his milk-loving brothers. There's send a solution. Him, send him my way and we can work out the details. Appreciate the help. Imagine what a good story this could be for the pod. Best, I've got your milk. Um, I think... If you are if you are the milk guy and you hear this and you have a brother for milk lover enthusiast um, yeah. and you want to be connected, email us and we will um, put you in touch. You, you, or any other, any other milk loving guys out there who listen to the podcast who think they might be a match for this girl, email us. What if this whole podcast just took a right turn into a dating app for milk lovers? lovers? Yeah, milk... <laughs> The, I like that she signed it. I've got your milk. What a, I've that'd be like the sexy. Like this is like the you know people are like make fun of like farmersonly.com. They're like oh the far you know, like no we're doing uh you know calciumenrich.com. I don't know like. <laughs> well, it is kind of funny that like in the '90s they had a whole like multi-million dollar ad campaign with celebrities. Like I guess the milk lobby just get encouraging people to drink milk. Yeah, like that, and then it's like a commodity. It's like not even like a brand, particular brand of milk. They were just like, we got to get people back in. Let's get like Mia Ham with the milk mustache. <laughs> well, well the I, I, I'm sure this is a topic for Diet Starts Tomorrow. Your other, you know, the other Betches podcast. Yeah. But the idea that so much of um, what we know and believe about certain foods is based on marketing campaigns and and, right. and and get you know the sugar lobby getting you and saying that you know non-fat is you know fats are the issues then you find out that sugars are the issues and that they've wanted to make it about fats and that calories aren't that bad for you and right. if you just you know like all this stuff is intertwined in a certain way but again if 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 this guy is listening do you think what i have a question based on this email let's say this guy hears this podcast. He breaks up with his girlfriend and pursues this woman. Are you okay with that? Like I, because the way Are I read we this, as like, do we take responsibility for that? I, I, I wasn't even getting into us. I'm more getting. <laughs> I'm getting oh, into I you, okay with, okay. a female. Like I was wondering after reading this email. Um, the wherewith. It's like she writes a lot of things that like attract. 
She is, I know she's joking about this, writing this email, but she's not. Like, she could, she would go on a date with this guy. It's like a shot. I feel like it's a shot in the dark for her. And she's like, yeah, this sounds like a good match for me. But the way she wrote this, my roommate just texted me about the most recent episodes milk update and told me she has found my match. I'm so excited, attracted to everything the milk lover wrote. Humor, big family, milk enthusiast, and most importantly, the wherewithal to judge his girlfriend for writing into the podcast about that. Like, she is into this guy. Like, from a, from a, like, a letter, like, hearing the letter and, like, a connective, like, this guy doesn't know what this girl looks like. I'm sure he could be like, yeah, I'd go on a date. Like, if this guy, I don't think he's, like, sold on her hearing this email, but... I do think he would you don't go think he on a date on his with his girlfriend or this girl who's writing in. The girl who's writing in. I like but let's say like like it is interesting to me what the female community will allow. Like 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 would you give a thumbs up to the like if their story was I was dating this girl, I was into it, and then I wrote this whole milk thing happened, and then this other girl wrote in and we ran away together. Are you okay with that scenario? Or am I like, this is fucked up? Like, yeah. That, because, um, because let's say that, let's change the scenario. Let's, let's, let's switch it. This guy goes out to a bar, cheats on his girlfriend. They find out that they're both huge milk lovers and they're like, actually, we're in love and they run away together. He would have in to one leave story, his girlfriend he's a cheater. first. He would have to be like dumping the milk hating girlfriend first. And then going on a date with this girl. I don't so want him me, going on a date with her while he's with Milk Hater. Totally. So let me let me redo the scenario. Okay. okay. Here's the, the scenario as we see it right now. He dumps his milk hating girlfriend. He he goes out with the milk lover. They run away together. They fall in love. Let's say that's the way it happened. You're okay with that. If he dumps the girlfriend, yeah. yeah. If he's if he's having an affair with Milk Lover, then Well, like- hold on. Let's say <laughs> now here's the new scenario. The new scenario is he goes to a bar. He okay. meets a girl. They talk. They buy each other drinks. They don't cheat, technically. Okay. He comes home. He goes, I think I found... They discuss milk at the bar. You love milk? I, and this is kind of the thing that he goes, I got to be with this milk lover. He goes home. He calls his girlfriend. He goes, listen, babe, uh, I've had a lot of hard thinking. We're done dumps her for the milk lover. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that because I think if that's all it took for milk guy to dump the milk hating girlfriend, they're yeah. like, they weren't really meant to be. Yeah, like, you're right. My, do you know what I mean? That's the reason why you should like, otherwise, like, why would we let our boyfriends go anywhere? Like, if Mike went out to a bar and he like found some girl, I don't really like sports. And he found some girl and she like mm. loves sports just as much as he did. And that's enough for him to be like, I got to be with this girl. Like sure. clearly he doesn't like our connection well, was not it, as strong it, it, as I thought well, it was. Well, in a lot of breakups, a lot of women or a lot of people who are being dumped. Let me not put this on women because we just mm. happen to get emails from a lot of women. But if anyone is in a position where they're being dumped, the first question is why? Right. And let's say the guy says, listen, um, we don't have the same values. I value milk just like this woman. And I, I, I think we've really hit it off on this milk thing. Like, could, is that an acceptable? Because then what happens is people ask why and then they write into us and they go, was that just an excuse? And you go, 
Well, I guess the milk was an excuse for other things that were wrong in the relationship, but this is, you know what I mean? Not to right. like get They're too deep in like, the weeds. If only, like, if only I had loved milk, would this have worked? And like, I think the answer is like, no. Like, if no. you had like, like if the person could end it over that excuse, it's just like you weren't the match. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If it means that much, like it's okay. Again, like I think it's fine to, if you obsessed with milk and someone else doesn't like it, it's fine to like, Find someone who shares that that value of yours or that interest well, of yours. Also, if you've related milk to this higher calling, right. this other thing, it, you know, if it's, in the if, same... it's, if it's translated to a, a value based thing as opposed yes. to just like an interest of yours. Yeah, but I, I think it's this is kind of like a, a metaphor that high that shows a message like milk could be anything. Right. Hey, I'm leaving you because I'm not ready for a relationship. Is that an excuse? Well, it's an excuse. He's not ready for a relationship, right? But there was something else going on. There wasn't a match for him or right. her. Yeah, so that's like, what I'm saying. It doesn't even matter yeah. what the thing is. It just well, matters that they're not in a place where, like, they're, they realize they're not a good match for you. And honestly, I think with most cases, the per- other person would have realized it eventually earlier, too. The sure. one person just figured it out sooner, which is why, like, which leads and to, we, like, an ego bruising. And we help them via the Got Milk campaign. Exactly. It's, it's amazingly funny. Um, please send in your milk stories to UUP at Betches.com. I'm happy we started with that one today. A, a very light uh, subject that Definitely. somehow relates to heavier issues. I, I didn't think we'd go there, but, we, you know, that's what happened. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back get 15 percent cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners ulta fenty beauty levi's adidas and so much more Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. 
Membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You ready to do some awkward sex? I'm ready. I'll read the email. Every episode, we take an email about an awkward sex story, and we discuss it, given a name, red flag deal breaker. Hi, J&J, longtime listener, first-time writer. Thank you for all the great advice. It makes me feel less alone in this dating landscape. I had to share an awkward sexual encounter that happened to me earlier this year, pre-quarantine. I'd been seeing a guy for about a month. Okay. Seeing a guy for about a month, it was our second time having sex. We're in his bed and things are getting hot and heavy when he asked if I'd like him to use some massage oil on me. <laughs> it's such a, like the second time having sex, who's up for massages? Like, isn't it kind of weird? I feel like massages are actually like kind of like a big, like if, you, if you're a guy who knows how to give a massage, I've encountered like massage guy like a few times. Really? Yeah, I think that's like. So massage guy, this is something that comes up this early. I sometimes think it comes up earlier. Like sometimes that even comes up before, like, you know, like you haven't had sex for the first time. It's like sort of their way of getting into it, which kind of makes sense. If you're like giving someone a massage, it like really like relaxes them and gets them into like. And I I mean, I've said before, like, I feel like sex is very mental for a lot of um, women, especially like me as well. So I do mm-hmm. think like massage guy like knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 here's how I'm a, I'm great at getting massages. I'm really good all? at that. Yeah. I am really good at that. And then I am made fun of cause I, you know, Jess will like scratch my back and then she'll like be like, uh, can I have a turn? Like she'll turn into Oliver twist, please. Sir. <laughs> you know, like, okay. And I, <laughs> Time to switch. <laughs> yeah, and I'll go, yeah, one scratch, and I'll be like, all right, we did it. You know, like, I, you know, the lazy guy. It would just show how lazy I was. I, I wouldn't bring – this is like one of those things. It's like don't fart in front of your significant other too soon. Also, don't give a massage too soon if you're the lazy massage person. Well, yeah, but, but some, <laughs> pe- some people are like really good at giving massages, and I think of, yeah. as a guy, if you know that that's like the thing that you have, you're like using that – like I mean, the core strength, you, if you're good at giving massages, that means you have a fantastic core strength because or hand strength, right? Well, it's more about the core, I think, because it's, you know, when you're a masseuse, the whole masseuse thing is set up for that person to give the massage as comfortably as possible. The, 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 the bed is a little bit higher. They right. don't have to bend over. But when you're massaging someone in a bed, in a non-massage parlor way, you have to lean over on a bed. You have to like put your body like at an angle. You're, going, you're, you're not at the proper massage-giving angle. Right. So Nart. if you're about to have sex with that person you'd be like wow they have amazing core strength and strong hands strong hands strong i feel like body. usually i feel like it's usually not like a lying down full massage it's like a sitting like okay kind of like going behind you sort of thing the lying down you know when like girls sit on a guy's lap and they're like am i too heavy 
like and then they get like weird about it like that's kind of the my version like if i gave a massage to jess she's like you're like i have to like get on top of her right to be able to give it and then she's like i'm dying like you know she starts like she's like i can't you know like can't breathe like i'm like oh am i too heavy and it's like so you're not massage guy <laughs> no i am not right massage guy. Just, right. this is all to say i'm not okay so let's this keep is, going right, okay uh he asked if i'd like uh hot and heavy when he asked if i'd like him to use some massage oils on me sure i said who doesn't love a good massage? That's he what gets, massage guy is counting on. This is what it, this is his move. He gets up and goes into the living room. A few moments later, he comes back holding a lit candle. I assume he grabbed it to help set the mood for the massage. But then next next thing I know, he is sitting next to me in bed, holding the lit candle inches from my naked body, about to pour its contents onto me. I was very alarmed and said, Jesus. I sat up and tried to scooch away from what I assumed was about to be scalding hot candle wax on my skin. He frantically blew the candle out. After a minute, I calmed down, and since there was no longer an open flame, I agreed to let him pour some of it on me. I was surprised when what came out was actually some sort of massage oil, not, in fact, good old-fashioned candle wax. And it was very, it was a very normal, non-painful temperature. We only used it briefly before going back, getting back to business as usual, and we never talked about this weird moment. The next morning, while he was in the shower, I googled massage oil candle and was shocked to learn this is a thing. You can even buy them on Amazon, and the oil burns at a skin-safe temperature. But how was I supposed to know that? It, was, it looked like a regular candle, and if an open flame is going to be involved in foreplay, you have to warn someone. Also, the most disturbing detail is that it was not a brand new candle. It had clearly been used before. We broke up about a month later for unrelated reasons, but my friends have been very entertained by this story about this guy and his used sex candle, and I hope you are too. Can't wait to hear what names you come up with with this one. So what, what do you think? Um, what would you call it? Uh, Lumiere fuck. I like that. <laughs> I, I call it too hot to candle. Too hot to candles. Great. There we go. I love that. This is... So did you know about the... Um, Massage candle? The no, I've, I I want to change my name. The Lumiere Lay. Okay. I like it. Very Beauty and the Beast. I'm thinking about yes. Bill getting one of these. Lumiere uh, Love. I'm stuck on Lumiere. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, the Flame Fuck. <laughs> Flaming hot massage. I am. What's that? The uh, Jess just yelled out the light of my life. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. The uh, uh, let's get lit. Fire in my <laughs> loins. Let's get lit is good. We could go on and on. What? Yeah. Uh, so I had you've never heard of this before. I've never heard of the candle, like the fake, like or like the massage oil candle situation, but I haven't, like I said before, I have encountered massage guy and I'm 0% yeah. surprised that the candle was used because massage guy isn't, that, that's the thing. Like we always, th we never think about like the big picture, which just shows like, I guess how na naive a lot of us are, like myself yeah. included. Like it makes me think about like, when you go on a when a date with a guy and you're like, oh, he picked such a great spot, it's like an awesome place, like, and you just think that you're like the first person that he's ever sure. brought you brought there, and that this isn't like his spot. That reminds is, me, like, <laughs> it is so 
funny that you say that because there is this like I I think it, it, you know there's this thing with like we've talked about this on this podcast before but the idea that like men have no um, inner knowledge or of of the of the canceling an hour before a date uh, and the woman's response being so angry because they've gotten ready for said date. Right. So it's like the idea of like the idea of like prepping yourself to be naked in front of another person. Like guys aren't generally doing this. Like they're going, when's the last time I shaved my balls? Oh, okay. I'm good. Uh, three weeks ago. I'm good. Like you're not getting right. There's a lot more prep that goes into that. Well, this is part of that. So it's like, even the like the idea of prepping my body for a new woman who's never seen my body before never really crossed my mind in the way that I would assume because when you hear about women getting ready for a date they're like I'm like a grease seal I'm like you know right. like they're like they're you all gotta, like, like the, doing the hair doing the hair is like honestly like that's for me the most annoying part about any canceled plan is like sure my hair does not naturally dry in like a an aesthetically pleasing way. So like yeah. <laughs> if I'm like going on a date, I'm like, especially one that I care about, I'm going to like spend some serious time and effort doing that. And then when the, if something gets canceled last minute, I'm like, well, and, and the cost of makeup yeah. that you've used up. Right. All like, of it. I, so like and the time of applying it, the time of applying. So like this guy, the idea that this guy's like, ooh, we might have sex tonight. Hold on. Let me get on Amazon and order a new sex candle like and, and it's funny because this is the thing that like you hear women cackle about in group settings because it, it is one of those things that like i would not be cackling with the group like where <laughs> she's like like when she says when she writes in her email um the um but my friends and i have been very entertained by the story about the guy in his Use sex candle, and I hope you are too. I'm entertained by the story, but like the the like the idea of her going and it was used and all. Right. Ah, what a fucking loser, piece of shit, pig. You know, <laughs> you know right. like that the, to me is like the least weird part. Like, of course it was used. Yeah, like this worked really well on someone else. Like that's why he's doing it again. On her. Yeah, that's they why he's doing it again. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I read this email before we started to my girlfriend and I read it to her and Jess was like, I got midway through before I got to the part of the next morning when I was in the shower, I Googled massage candle oil, uh, oil candle. So she goes, oh, there are candles that exist like this. I've dealt with this before. And oh, I'm she's, like, she's encountered massage oil candle, massage oil Man. candle. She's encountered it. And then she goes on this long 10-minute story about, oh, and I was with this guy, and, you know, he loved these <laughs> massage candles. And I'm sitting there, like, horrified. I'm like, what? Like, right. like a, Why are you yeah, telling this me this? Great story, you know, like, about <laughs> this guy. Who, she was like, I was blindfolded. And he brought it in, and it was Maybe scary. she's trying to tell you something. Well, I, there might have been some better, hints in You there. better get on Amazon. I got to get on Amazon and order a bunch of fucking, you know, Lumiere's. So, like, I... I, it was so funny though because she was saying she had a similar experience where she's blindfolded and all of a sudden she hears a uh, a, a a lighter like the you know a lighter getting lit right and, and she's hearing that and then like Scary. when you're blindfolded like 
you put and then you hear the the you hear the lighter you see, you you kind of smell the flame you you feel you feel the hot thing getting closer and she was like I did the same thing like what the fuck is going on like because <laughs> you think like oh it's gonna be the heat of that flame so it is right. a, she was saying like this is like a totally normal like fear when you first see these sex candles. Right. And then she well, said it was the best sex the, she's ever had. And I was like, okay, that's a little too much. No, that's I'm a lot. <laughs> um, maybe that's part of like the eroticism of it is like, you're not really, sh- it's kind of like a little oh, bit of absolutely. like BDSM kind of thing. Like you're not really sure if it's going to hurt. Like the danger, the, the yeah. idea that you're, yeah, be, it's, you know, there's an element of that. Like, it's like, you know, it's the idea of like, I remember, um, you know, my fraternity back in the way back day, we would like do like a fake initiation for like the people getting in. Like, and I mm-hmm. remember one of the fake initiation rooms was that we were going to brand you. We we're going to take, and, and so you saw the fire and then you saw like the hot poker and then they go, they would hold you down real tight. And then all of a sudden they'd put the hot poker against ice and Oof. then, and you'd hear it. But like, since you had so many of your senses right. attached to the idea of getting brand, you go, ah, like the minute you Even heard it on actually, the ice, but it never actually, you never actually did it. So it was like this big thing to fuck with you. So it's like in, in the same sense where it's like, if you get the heat, if you hear the lighter, you smell the match, you, you see the candle and it's like, ah, and right. it's like, it's I, almost like, uh, you know, the, the, all the senses making it happen for you. I guess with this girl, it like backfired for this guy a little bit because she like, yeah, she kind of like she got well, which is like it, I'm out. It is funny that Jess is telling me the story about the guy doing it with her, and she's like, she said like mid when she's like heard the light, you know, she stopped the whole experience, and I was like. M- it's really tough to do these sexual desire things with a Jewish woman. Like it, it always turns into like, wow, what are you doing? You take, <laughs> is there a candle in the room? It's like, just fucking go with it. You know? like I mean, yes and no. I think like, it's kind of, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, if they told you that they were, if they like kept excessively warning you that it wasn't actually like, yeah, that's real, real sexy and thing. hot. Don't right, worry. Well, Everything that's going to happen is, you know, like... Well, that gets into a whole other thing about, like, sexual politics and, like, you know, like, when you can, like, experiment with something, but, like, also getting consent, like, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I I, I never thought of it that way. sexy in that way. It's, like, kind of... I think it's kind of an interesting... It's sort of like a, a micro version of, like, that conversation also. We have to get, and I know we've said this before, but we got to make a move to get, like, a fetish expert because that's part of that conversation yeah that's part is. of the conversation of like you're going for something the sexy part is that you're going for it you you want to get right consent you don't you want to make sure everyone's wanna, like, on board you want to make sure but you don't want to take out of like the moment of like yeah i mean i i talk i talk about a finger in the butt a lot on this podcast and i have a lot of women like how do you even like, they're like, I'm not just going to shove a finger up a butt. And I'm like, yeah, right. you don't want to do that. That seems rude. It seems rude. It seems right. you know, it's, it's, there's rudeness to it. Yeah. Is this a red flag deal breaker for you? I think, you know, I think it's fine. Um, I, I feel like I would probably be a little nervous. And then I think I, I, th- I think it's one of those things where I'd be like, 
scared and then like if it if i like let it happen and then it wasn't i'd be like i think it was hot mm. i wouldn't yeah. bother me it wouldn't bother me because i'm a realist that uh the candle had been used before yeah i would uh, the used part i'm a disgusting asshole that's so like, like someone th- having that- condoms in their drawer yeah, to me, it's condoms in the drawer. I agree. Right. That's not, like, no one's trying, like, they're not trying to pretend that they're... No, that they're not sexually active. It would almost active. be, like, more manipulative to, like, have a bunch of new ones. I, just like, <laughs> I, you know, I've been thinking about us, and then they just unveil, you know, like, a whole right. toy store, at, uh, like, uh, an aisle full of fucking sex toys. Yeah, yeah. not a deal breaker for me. Um, I, you know... Have you you've you've done the massage thing before? I've gotten but the massage that leads to something more. Um, I think massages are great. Like I yeah. I think that's a great way for a guy to like. Uh, help you I'm relax. such an oafy idiot. I'm not, <laughs> you know, that it makes me less sexy, not more. So I I kind of like get out of the massage game. Um, yeah. But the candle stuff, I you know, I've had the wax thing, kind of, and I understand the sexual part of it. Just. Just a candle being lit is sexy. Yeah. Just fire. that is fire itself fire, yeah. is sexual. Yeah. The flame moving back and forth. It, it moves like a woman's body. Man, that was the least sexy thing I've ever said. Um, like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> just move my you wrist like that. You can't see our hands, but they're, yeah. they're waving in a very unsexy way back and forth. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hit it. Dear J&J, I love you both so much and all of the content you guys put out. I've related to so many of the topics on your podcast and bought tickets for me and my two friends to your show in Philly last year, set front row, awesome show. Anyway, I would like to hear your thoughts about this scenario. So I was talking to this guy all of quarantine back and forth, and we finally met up a week ago. He seemed great and said he had an awesome time. We both expressed how we wanted to see each other again. During the date, how he, date, he said he... He said how he never did a drug in his life, including weed. I myself have and partaken it on occasion. I thought nothing of that conversation as it was very short-lived, nor did I care that he hadn't experimented before. The texting was lighter than it, than it was over the next couple of days after the meetup, and I could sense something was off. He texted me that weekend and said he had a great time, didn't want to play games, but asked if I smoked weed still or if that was a previous thing. Oh, boy. Oh. Ultimately, I told him how I did on occasion, asked if it bothered him, and he said it did. Um, I said I respected his opinion, but that it was not a judge of my character for something I partake in very occasionally in which I I deem harmless. Long story short, he told me it was a deal breaker for him and that he wasn't judging me in any way, that he loved my company, but it was just a thing for him. My question is, why is this such a deal breaker for some people? I felt super judged for some reason because I felt like smoking weed once in a while was literally 0.00001% to do with me. I almost wanted to scream through the phone. I have so much to, to offer and weed is not even that important. Um, haha, I wanted to ask further questions, but at, at that point, just thanked him for his honesty and wished him luck. I feel like he could have totally brought this up sooner. Any thoughts on this? Sincerely, day one listener. I mean, if, if any email... I love the email. I think it's a very uh, worthwhile subject for us to discuss. I'm happy she wrote in. But Mm -hmm. before we get into it, if that email doesn't tell you how hard it is to end something, then nothing will. This guy goes on a date. He's pretty honest. Um, Do I think he ended it because of weed alone? 
Not, not really. particularly. I, I I think that was part of it. Whatever whatever that may have been, we can get into that. But it's I feel like well, he was, co- she writes. I feel like he totally could have brought this up sooner. And it's like I don't know. What do you want? Do you want us right. to hate this guy for this ending the, it with you? They'd like, only seen each other one time. Yeah. So like, right? how? What? Ten minutes sooner? Fifteen minutes? Uh, you know, on the date. Hey, you we. Hey, you fucking hippie idiot. I don't want to be with your smoking ass. Like. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, you know, I, it, it is funny that she's like, she writes, like, give him credit for being a human, too. You know, humans right. generally avoid conflicts. They generally avoid, um, you know, breakups and having to. So, like, let's give him enough credit for being honest. Yeah, I think he deserves credit. I don't think he did anything wrong here. Um, I think that, but, like, I can understand, like, her mindset here is, like, shit like i guess like i should never bring up smoking weed to another guy ever in case it like i think that i, I can under, i understand like where she's going in her head of like mm-hmm. is this like is this like is it fucked up that this is a deal breaker for him or like should i like just not tell anyone that i smoke weed for fear that this happens again like are guys turned off by this instead of like looking at it in a way of like it's not really about that this wasn't really the match yeah and like well, she writes, she writes, yeah. I felt very judged. And he says, I'm not judging you. You were fucking judged. That's okay. That's why that's you're going. Is. That's what dating is. It's you're going on. Da- yeah, you're judging someone. You're ju- But you're not judging them as a person. You're judging them as a match. Okay. Right. And if you're someone that smokes weed on occasion, that's totally fine. The reason someone, en- someone will end a relationship for that and someone will want to get deeper with someone for that. Both right. things are very true. The, like the, uh, you know, I, I am not someone who's like a great weed smoker. Like I, I smoke on occasion, but I have moments where I'm like, I'm never fucking doing this again. I'm all anxious. It's not doing me any help. It's horrible. And then I have other moments where I'm like, you know, smoking all day. And I, and I'm like, this is great. This is the life I want to lead. I'm wearing hemp sweatshirts and I'm listening to Bob Marley. Like I, I, I've had kind of, you know, gone back and forth. Um, Jess makes fun of me because I look like, like I, I look like a, like a, like a, like a narc smoking. Like I, (laughs) I'll take it. I'll be like, take it close. Like I'll joke around with it. Like I take like, you don't look cool. I don't yeah. look cool at all. I you're take like mini- you're on undercover cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I look like, and I look like I, I take mini hits, and I'll be like, oh, oh, okay, that's enough for me. Like I, I look like a fucking loser, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the the fun of it is, you know, I, I think what you're saying. I understand the road she's going down, and and one sentence in her email, I think she has to get away from this thought because. Um, I almost wanted to scream through the phone. I have so much to offer and weed is not even important. No, it's, it's, you're not Not important to you, to you, but also like, don't just like throw away something you said on the date because it didn't help you to, it didn't work into this guy's plan. Like, right. You trying to like mold herself to be someone that he would date. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you have a lot to offer someone else. Like this didn't like, and I, 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 I think like, I, I, I hear that sentence and I go, you have to change your perspective on dating. Like you can't, like if someone says to you, Hey, like, listen, 
I don't want to hang out with someone who's like, I can't even date someone who smokes once every once in a while. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with that person. I'm judging them. I'm also saying that that person could be a nice and fine person, too. Right. They're just not that, for you. There's not going to be at my party. And that's okay. Like, right. But, like, I, I think it's, like, the moment... Again, this is back to the milk thing where it becomes like, you know, your religion. Like, you know, this this woman, like, she sees I understand where she's seeing that there's like like kind of based on the cliches that I just brought up where like everyone who smokes she's basically saying, I'm not someone who smokes you know, she's saying that like everyone who smokes weed is like this hippie, you know, like, you know, white dude with dreads. And, right. and a big hat, you know, big like knit cat hat, you know, like in, in Birkenstocks. Like, even someone who like smokes a lot. Like, I feel like it's funny. She's like, I feel I felt totally judged. But like you're saying, don't judge me as much as you would like someone who does this all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, exactly. Because, <laughs> right? There's like, like I don't there's... deserve to be judged because I just do it sometimes. It's like, it's yeah, okay I don't to do judge it like, people yeah, I, I don't do it like those potheads. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, a, you know, and it's like it is interesting that like. The world lives in nuance. The world right. lives in gray. And if you're smoking once a week and that's part of your life, that's who you are. And that's not to say that makes you, you know, pothead McGee. But right. If you're going to change that about yourself, change it because you don't want to do that. Don't change it because you think more guys will date you. Totally. And, and, and I also think, like, you are what you is. You know, like if someone is saying what you is isn't really for me, good luck, good riddance. Let me find someone where this isn't even like a topic of discussion. Like, you know, like, I mean, this goes for a lot of drug usage in general or for like a lot of like, you know, this goes for religion, drug usage. This goes for sports. Oh, yeah. he's so into sports and I don't care about sports at all. Okay. You know, like I, I, I relationships have gotten over that before. You know, like it, 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 it becomes like, you know, like I love sports, but I also don't clap at the TV and make sure that like I have seven TVs in the living room for football Sundays. You right. know, <laughs> like it, it's there's there's, you know, there's range for these things. Yeah. And any level of it is like, OK, it just depends. Like, what's a good match for you? Yeah. I mean, would you do you would you? Have you ever been with someone who's like was like like I have been on dates with girls where they were talking about smoking weed and what they were into and I was like ah eh, this isn't the hangout I want to be a part of and it wasn't even that they were potheads right. but I was like I can tell just by this date like we don't really connect on that level yeah I think it's more just like a lifestyle like interest thing I don't think of it as someone's like values necessarily I think it's sort of like this is what they do like in their free time i don't really do that so like i'm not not to judge them but just like i don't really see it but you just said something match. very you just said something very important the whole values thing like mm -hmm. i think what this woman who's writing in right now is saying she feels judged which she was and we don't know what level of judgment this guy did this guy could have done a judgment that was like oh she smokes weed she is the devil on earth and she's going to hell. Or he was like, oh, she smokes weed and I'm not really into that. And the date right. was like fine. And I, and I just don't like think we did it at clear, all. And also like it's kind of funny because we're always like, what was the reason that he ended it? And then they, we get the reason and we're like, 
How well, can he give that reason? <laughs> well, we always attach right. it to the most evil version of the person. So right. she, you know, it's we're very rarely told, "Hey, you like to smoke weed? I'm not a big weed smoker." And then take it as that. We usually hear, "You're, you're into weed? I'm not a big weed smoker." And then we go to our friends and go, "Well, that guy thinks." that I'm a horrible person and thinks that people who smoke weed are going to hell and thinks I'm a drug addict. And it's like, we always assume the worst when someone gives us that kind of feedback. And it's like, what? it doesn't matter what his version of judgment was. Just know it was enough for him to say, I don't want you to blow me, which is like a kind of a big deal. Right. It's like the same conversation we had kind of in the beginning where we were like, this person, you know what I mean? Like if this person dumps you because you don't like milk enough, there was yeah, other things at play. There was other things at play. I agree with that. Um, but I think this is an interesting topic. I, uh, again, like you're being judged. Let's, let's, let's stop living in this. Life. How could I be judged? Well, you were on a fucking date. That's how. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more, and I never run low on the the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. 
Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do another email. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. UUP okay. at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. Are we getting a lot of emails still? Or are they rolling in? Yeah, we get a ton of emails. Okay, keep to... sending them. We try to find... And we want the we want the ones that are juicy. Yeah. There's we no want... day we don't get an email. We've never, I love it. We've never had a day without an email. And Jordana loves to read. So get on that and send them in. <laughs> Put me to work. But <laughs> also to like, work. not too long. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it to... Just take your hand and... And, and reenact you measuring the last guy you fucks penis. That's as long as we want the body of the email to look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, not or, more than that. Or the size of the woman's areola. I don't know. To make it fair to both men. <laughs> the, size of a, the size of a full breast. A full breast. We, that's a, the content of an email we want. There we a go. Breast on a breast that computer. Jordana would... Uh, yeah, on a computer. Uh, that, that, I would, a breast that I would breastfeed from. <laughs> yeah. A... <laughs> a nipple that Jordana would suck from. Let's do one more email and then we'll play right. some games. You Thanks read for it? putting on a virtual live show. It was so great to feel like things were somewhat back to normal for a minute. We're going to do another one, right, Jordana, at some yeah, point? Yeah, we are eventually going to do We're going to do another one. We're definitely excited about that. We, we got a, good, a lot of good feedback from um, people who wrote in and also like there was a zoo. You know, you know, people do like Zooms to watch the show together. Strangers being brought together. I love it. After parties. I I got an email from a guy who's going on a date with a girl that he met from the Zoom, from the the live show. So these are truly fun events. Another week of lockdown and another dating question for you both. As we get closer to the end of stay at home order, I popped on the apps to see what was happening around town. I like the way she describes. I popped on the app. Popping on the app, took a trip around the block. I matched with a guy. Let's call him Bob. And things Who's start off. This person that you think is named Bob. Well, Bob is Robert. So I like it. Kind of feels like it starts at Robbie, goes to Rob, and then at some point you make a decision to be Bob. But if you're Bob, maybe you were a younger Bobby. So I don't feel like I know any Bobs who are under like fifty years old. It is weird that you. It is interesting that. At some like it, it's tough to change your name to people, so it's tough to go from Bobby to Bob. Like my brother's name is Harry. He goes to college, and I remember we go to college to visit him, and it was the first time like my whole family goes to visit him, and all these people are like, "Hey Harrison, hey Harrison," and I was like, "What the fuck are they calling you Harrison for?" And he had made like a switch. That's and funny. I was like, and I was like, I don't know. I, you're Harry. Like, I'm not going to fucking Harrison. I'm, I'm done. I've made my decision. So your kids are just going to call you like Papa JT? Papa <laughs> JT. The, the Climax Czar. The Wizard of Ha. The <laughs> self-swipe. King of Brunch. The Board Lord. That's yeah. my new one. That's funny. I'm, ma- I'm making Board Lord t-shirts. Board Lord? Oh, for like the, the charcuterie? For the charcuterie. So Board Lord. How great nice. is that? The Carly Aquilino gave me that nickname and I like I heard it and a tear dripped down my t- my cheek. I was so excited. If you don't I'd follow like- me on Instagram, I do I'll take charcuterie one. reviews. I'll, I'll send you one. Okay, okay. So she took a trip around the dating uh, apps. She met this guy, Bob. Things started off great. We had really good banter. Conversation was easy, and I felt, for once, a decent dating app connection. 
We eventually decided to exchange numbers to keep the convo going and both talk about how excited we were to find a person who shared similar interests and humor. Bob was also a gr- was also great at throwing in a you're really beautiful comment here and there, which is always great to hear. Jordana, I- I- I'm stopping the email here. Okay. You're, you've never met the person. I understand. So again, she writes, it's really great to hear you're really beautiful. If you hadn't met this person, how would you take you're really beautiful over text? I would, I would be a little, I would think that was a little bit of a red flag actually, because if they're making those comments before they've even met you, it kind of implies to me that they're kind of just looking to hook up. There's a point where it's like very look centric. Yeah. And they're also like, what are you selling here? Like, you, right. you, you know, are you trying, what are you trying to sell me on? And like, listen, I don't doubt sometimes. And I, I think what Jordana just said is very important. And I have done this as a guy and guys do this a lot. And what we'll do is we'll throw in little like grenades to see if you're okay with getting hit by that grenade. So like, like it, you say you're really beautiful now, and you're receiving it well, okay, you like hearing me comment on your looks. That is one right. inch away from sexual. Right. I, I agree with that. It seems like they're, like, testing the waters to see how, like, down for that you'll be. And I also just think, like, to me, I think guys who are more interested, like, I was always turned off by guys on dating apps who would, like, open with something about my, about, like, my looks or the quality of my looks or, like, the way yeah. a dress looked on me or, like, a certain, you know what I mean? Like a, anything like too, it's, I think it, looks focused in the beginning. And I understand that guys are naturally thinking about that. So to say otherwise is like sort of going against that, but I'm fine with that. I think it's important sure. if you're like trying to date to fake it a little bit. Sure. I mean, that is a version of them going, you look really beautiful. You're really beautiful. Hint, hint. Want to touch right. your body. Hint, hint. Right. You know? They're saying that's primarily what I'm here for. Okay, let me keep going on the email. Texting went on for a few days. Bob let me know that he was currently out of state at his parents' place because of lockdown, but was planning on coming back to the city in a few weeks. No big deal because I knew a lot of people who did that are still doing it, myself included. Bob added me, added me on Snapchat, and we started snapping each other a few times a day. I'm not a big Snap user, but hey, we are in dark times, so I thought, why not? Again, let me... This let is me, a sign, too. This is a sign. Yeah. He is bringing you to a casual place. I know it's weird to think of different apps as, you know, texting versus Snapchat. You're like, oh, they're on the same phone. Why would they be any difference? It is more casual place. It's also a place, Snapchat, where there's no receipts. So, and it's to test, it's to test their trust level with you. So if right. they say something weird and they, you can see... Generally, I know there's apps out there to get around this, but then that, you know, if you're to, to defeat that feedback, if you're using an app that you use on the, to, to screenshot Snapchat conversations and you bring that out as a reason to get me in trouble, I would go, I now have a defense of look how dishonest you are. So it's a, it's a, right. it's an opportunity for my defense team to protect me acting a certain way. Right. It's a land of dis- of no, of not having to be accountable for anything that you're saying really. This, but this is the case. So with Snapchat, I can say a little bit weirder things. I can go from you're really beautiful to 
I love how your breasts look. I, I know that sounds creepy, even creepier. The way I, I don't know. I'm just going, <laughs> I can go to the next level. And then if you screenshot it, I can go, ah, got to back away. Right. If you save the She's conversation, evidence. back away. But if you do nothing, oh, okay. And you, and you, you, if you do nothing now, now I'm allowed. Now I've kind of like softened the arena for these conversations. Do we- right. It's like a little small, little like contract negotiations of like seeing what you'll, what they can get away with. It's like verbal contracts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay. Thought, why not? Fast forward. Now we are no longer texting and Bob only communicates with me through snap. I've texted him a few times just to try and have a normal convo outside of Snapchat, but he always responds with, sorry, I've been so busy with work and can't keep up with texting. But you can keep up with Snapchat? Well, here's the thing about Snapchat. It's actually easier because you can open it up, see there's something from someone, and not open it. You can leave it okay. for another time. So it kind of gives you, and, and then on the other side, it gives you kind of like blissful naivete. It kind of, if you don't see that I didn't open it, oh, he hasn't seen it yet. No, that's not the truth. He probably has seen it as quickly as he saw your text, but he has not delved into it yet. Right. So I, I think that offers him more time. It offers him more, less um, you going, where have you been when you don't get back for 10 hours? He can say on Snapchat. Oh, I didn't read it right. You know, I it's didn't like read, read receipts. it yet. Yeah, exactly. The read receipt is a good and bad thing when it's, you know, when it's there, you have the excuse built in. Oh, I didn't read it. And you saw I didn't read it. So just like so on Snapchat, he's always in the land of getting to organize you, which I don't think in dating you want to be if if someone's organizing you, it's kind of bad. If someone's like. Because they're saying, okay, I get to... Now they're allowing themselves to live in this position where, okay, I can get back to all the girls I've met on dating apps and I'll go, you know, I'll get back to Stacy. I'll get back to Tracy. I'll get back to Lacey. And I'll get back to <laughs> Rachel. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, it keeps... In, in football, they, they have this saying of, like, keep the field in front of you where you don't want to get let players behind you because then you lose track of it. When you have things on Snapchat, when you organize your dating partners, you're keeping the field in front of you so that you're never really called out or caught. In, in, in so, to me, what he's right. doing is organizing so her. It seems like dating a guy who um, only uses Snapchat to talk to you is kind of like dating a guy who has a like disposable phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, explain that. There's like there's a reason that they will like that that they need to have like a separate thing to like hide evidence of like it, your interactions and like they want they want the thing to be like temporary and hidden. They're ru- it, what they're doing when they're keeping you on Snapchat, they're keeping um there's never a point where this gets away from them. It is way easier to keep multiple partners um, happy on Snapchat where you have, you know, you, you don't have receipts. You don't have, you know, you, you, they can see that you opened it. They can see when you haven't opened it. You don't really have to answer to anybody. Right. 
because which is the, to me a bad thing if someone's it's a looking bad to thing. not be not to not have to be accountable to be answered for i think is not a great thing well that's why he can say sorry i've been so busy with work i can't keep up with texting which that's also him. in quarantine i feel like that's a very tough excuse to pull well it's a tough excuse it's a tougher excuse over text because now He's not wondering, you know, he doesn't have to keep track of when the last time he got back to Lacey versus Tracy versus Stacy. You right. know, like when it's over text, it's all just on your screen. Oh, did I get back to them? Do I have to? You don't get to concentrate on one at a time. That's mm-hmm. not really how relationships work. Like, you know, I'm sure you would agree. Like in my relationship with Jess, it's like the conversation just never ends. Like right. there's no, there's no like, oh, let me get back to Jess. Like it's her you know down the screen where are you are you answering hello are you alive right. you know like that but question when you're, mark <laughs> question mark question mark question, you know but when you're kind of in this we've never met but i want it to be sexual i want it to be you know i want to keep you not asking questions right you don't have to be held as as accountable yeah, and that's so, why he that's why he gets ahead. So I'll read her question. She writes, "My question is, what's the deal with only Snapchat pics and messaging?" I mean, we've kind of answered that, right? Right. Bob asked me what I wanted in a relationship. Again, that's a red flag. When anybody asks you what you're wanting in a relationship, that's them saying, "Please answer the way I want to hear the answer." Which she kind of does. And I let him know I wasn't looking for anything serious right now since we're still in lockdown. Uh lockdown do you think this was a bad thing to say? Do I just stop responding to snaps altogether and see if he texts me? I hate playing games, but at this point, what a what's a lonely from quarantine girl to do? Thanks for your help. So Here, what do you think? Here's the thing. I think like I think when he asked her what she was looking for in a relationship, she's saying, Was that a bad thing to say? I think it's a bad thing to say when that's not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Cause she said she said she wasn't looking for anything serious. And when you say that to a guy, they interpret it as down to just keep things extremely casual, just took up, make it sexual. I think it's okay to be down for that if that's what you really want. But if she's like writing this email to us, wanting to know like if that was the wrong thing to say or like why he's doing this, then like clearly she also, she doesn't really want something casual. She wants something more serious. She wants a larger commitment from this. So I think that like we shouldn't be scared of saying that. And then if the guy is not interested after that, he wasn't going to be interested at all anyway. You just saved yourself a lot of time. Totally agree. I, I think also, what are you looking for? People, it, like, he, you, this woman answered the exact way he wanted her to answer. So mm-hmm. what are you looking for is a question that people ask to get you to sign a certain type of contract. So right. when, when well, he says, what I, that's he, what I would ask a guy to make yes. sure that he was in the same way and that he wasn't. If he said that, I would be out. Sure. And right. when guys are asked that question, we answer the same way. We answer, you know, I'm looking for something serious, but obviously I want to take things slow until we get there. Uh, because, you know, because, you know, we're going to answer in a way that's like, ah, I'm looking to meet people. But if things get get more serious, I'm up for that, too. And that leaves you now when you answer that way, you're like, I, I'm not a, afraid of serious, but I'm not getting serious right away. And it's like, that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. Like that means right. I'm going to go on dates. That's what it means. Or it means I'm, I'm looking to meet you. So when he asks it to her and she says, I'm not looking for anything serious right now, 
he can always lean on that as her response. If I right. w- like, if not to say she answered, she didn't answer wrong because she's just saying. I'm sure she's being as honest as as she thinks she is being. I don't, but I think that like that's the thing. I think a lot of girls will say that kind of thing because they want to show that they're cool and casual, and they don't want to like eliminate people from their pool. Yeah. Um, but I think that they say that even when they don't mean it, which I think they think will help them, but it actually hurts them in the long run because it really wastes their time because then this happens where the guys like then take that to make it more casual. And then I, they're I, like, Oh wait, like I act like I sure. actually figured out. I do like you. Like if you, if you're open to a relationship, I would never say as a girl, like I'm not looking for anything serious. Cause to me that would just be like taking all like, that would be like settling for something that I don't want and wasting my own time. I think the mistake and the, I agree with you wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but I'm, we're here to give a strategy. Right. The strategy of saying nothing serious now or saying at some point I want to be in a serious relationship, that's not an answer that's going to get you anywhere. Uh, everyone at some point wants to be in a relationship. So like I, 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 I understand I- what you're saying. Like I think I it was, gives the guy less to like hold on to of like you or like in his own receipts of like you said you weren't looking for anything serious. Sure. And I I just think from a guy's perspective, if I heard I'd like to be serious at some point, I'm looking for something serious. I I wouldn't run away from that, but I also wouldn't take that too seriously because I'd be like, well, you got to date before you get serious. You know, like <laughs> I could. Right. I but could to rationalize me, that's like, it. That's that's like sort of like a subtle way of saying like I'd like you to not be wasting my time. Like I'm here, I'm looking for like a relationship. Well, I think a better way to go, like if I was her, mm-hmm. like I, and you're not going to get in a relationship without going on a date. There's just a process with this. So I don't think it, you can say like I wanted I want a relationship immediately, but I well, think you I, can say <laughs> I'm saying to the person if I was in put in this position as a woman. I would stop answering for for a year from now. Answer for a week from now. So answer, I'd like a date. That's what I'm looking for, a date. Make it <laughs> so simple that if he doesn't do it, you know, you get the answer. Because I think a lot of people come to us looking for answers, and it's like they're kind of avoiding these answers. When you answer, I'm looking for something serious, yeah, of course. But, like, that's a year from now. You don't, you're not going to get serious with anyone that won't go on a date with you. So if you say right. – if, if she said to the guy, I'm looking to go on a date. That's what I'm looking for. Let me know when you're ready. Like, right. that's not a, that's not a, like a, that's, that's not like a mean thing to say. That's not like an outrageous thing to say. Like, that's a, that's a totally reasonable, like, and, and think of him going to the court of public opinion. Like, if he was like, oh, I was talking to this girl and she wanted to go on a date. They'd be like, yeah, you're fucking 28. What do you what do you fucking think she wanted to do? Come over and blow you and never and never go out for fucking margaritas? Like what it, it, you know, so like I think if you make when you make it so simple that the only answer is no, I don't want to go on a date, you can right. flush out a lot of guys because I genuinely think she does want to go on a date. She wants to go on a date with someone and then judge them and then on whether they should go on the second date. Yeah. You so, know, like, I mean and, that's kind of like I agree with you like you got to be more honest like she's being dishonest but when you go along with this game of Snapchat to like uh, uh, to like saying oh yeah I want to I, I don't want to be serious like 
you're playing his game. Your game, if, I, I think it, it's like when I say to myself, I want to lose 30 pounds. If I said I want to lose 30 pounds, that is fucking daunting. That is a mountain. I, mean, I don't know how. You could have a five-year plan. Well, well, this is the thing. When you break it down to, I want to lose one pound a week, things get easier. Right. Yeah, you know, it when, gets easier to like manage that way, but I can still still think you can have like a larger schemed goal that will like. Because here's the thing: there are there are some guys out there that are like actively looking for a relationship. Sure. Right. It's not this guy, but there are some guys not out there guy. that are looking for like something serious. And mm -hmm. I think I think your way is a good way for getting the guys who are like, I'm fucking around. If the right thing happens, like great. If not, I don't not like. At all, that's not like something that's in my one-year plan, whatever. Sure. Um, so I think that is a good. I think your way is a good way of like getting those guys who are like like you, probably the middle of the spectrum. But I do think if you're looking for the guys on like the more serious end of the spectrum who are looking for like, it's a great way to find those guys because the rest of the guys might be turned off by you saying that, and like, I, I, you're more I, likely I, to to find those guys. I would be turned off by the unreasonability of it. Like if someone said I'm looking for a long term, I'd be like, of course, like, like I genuinely believed I was looking for a long term relationship on those apps as well. So like, really? Yeah, I, I, okay. I don't think a lot of guys go on there being like, like, I, I think a lot of guys do genuinely believe and this will come as a shock to a lot of people <laughs> that they're like when they say, yeah, I'm here to meet somebody and it. it and if it works out, it works out. Of course I'd get serious with someone that it really hit it off with. They do believe that when they say that. I do think, though, uh, again, back to something that comes up all the time of like, does he like me? Does he not like me? I think along the way he would fuck a lot of people he wouldn't end up in a long-term relationship with. So that's where it gets very complicated. Right. Because if you're put in the position, these guys don't believe they're lying. Like, you know, if someone believes well, it to be the does, truth, neither does she. That's what I'm saying. Of course, she doesn't believe she's lying either, because in her mind, she's like, it's almost like the opposite for her, where she's like, yeah, I'd like a relationship, but like, I wouldn't mind like, like a little, like, I my my main my main reason for being here is a relationship, and like, maybe I would take like a more serious fling. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, that's the thing. She's, it's but like, she's it, saying I'm not looking for anything serious. She doesn't really think she's lying, but like she really she well, is because like she, that's like the thing that she would like kind of settle for, but that's not really what she wants. I say this all the time with the word casual. When like when women write in, they're like, "I'm looking for something casual." Just understand that casual gets defined differently by everybody. Right. So so like your version of casual, where you say a consistent fling, that's not a fling to me. Right, fun, you know, like, like casual to me it would be like, oh, we're exclusive, but not necessarily dating. Yeah, and casual like, to you is probably like I like text you at midnight on the weekends. I uh, text midnight uh, for a one-hour hangout until a month later when it's most convenient for me. And some right. and people the when people hate each other and get resentment is when they're speaking with two different definitions. So right. that's kind of like why like. That's why I come back to like her saying like if she just said like yeah I'm here for dates, like like at right. least that's like you well, that's can't like really in the define like, right. 
if you disagree with that part, you'll be able to tell much quicker than like, are you in a, are you looking for something serious? Yeah. Because like the, the, especially with this guy, this guy going to Snapchat for weird, not really explaining himself. The minute he's on text, he's like, Oh, this got too busy for me. And it's like, you know, he's, he's trying to get her organized. And it's like, okay, you want to organize me with all these people? Here's what I'm up for. And, and I think like for her, like, you stop Snapchatting with them, cut it out because you don't like it, obviously. That's right. not your standard. And you send them a text, be like, hey, let me know when you're ready to go on a date. I'm here. He knows where to right. find you. And, and it becomes this whole thing of like, you know, people know where to find you. And I, I think, yeah, also in coming back to your thing about like setting your own standards, like I think if she says in this email, she's not really a Snapchat person. I think right from the beginning, be like, Hey, I don't really, I know you don't really text. I don't really use Snapchat. So like, um, Good, down to hang, like you said, yeah. I'd love to go on a date. Text me when you like te- text me, we'll set something up. I think, and I think a lot of the feedback from that advice, people were like, well, you know, I like to get to know someone over text or like if it, you know, it feels like less personal, but it's like, if you're not, you know, I, I look at my own relationship, like Jess and I texted, but then we didn't really text text the way we do now. Until mm-hmm. we went on dates. Like, you know, those beginning right. texts are nice and you're hitting it off in a certain way. But, like, I wasn't really texting with her in a genuine way until we got dates in. You were just doing, like, a flirty thing, I assume. Flirty, surface level. Right. When do you want to go out again? Hey. And, like, you know, she put me to it, too. She would say to me, like, hey, if you don't want to go, you know, like, she would do, like, the thing of, like, I'm looking to go on dates, but I'm not going to, like, sit here and text. You know, like, she would do that stuff. Right. And again, you then it was your choice to either get out or to like meet her or to not or to not. Yeah. And it's 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 really tough, though, because I understand with the Snapchat stuff where it's like, you know, some of the all this dating stuff. I think the reason this podcast is successful is like we're making something lonely, less lonely. And it's like, you know, when someone says like you, it does feel like you're the party pooper when you're like, I don't snap. And it's like, I think you can play it better you can be like hey you can forget to snap them back and it's not that's not gonna be the reason this guy stops texting you right or you could say like hey i don't really use snapchat that much uh let's text and if the guy and at that point you are you unearth liars because if the guy's like well just turn on your notifications like why do you need this so much right you why the answer to that the answer to subtly and casually and in a funny way calling someone out tells you a lot more about them than like anything else what they get offended by and what they get like on a high horse about like again to relate this to issues today like when you like with what's going on in the world like you know right away when people get like offended by one little thing you're like oh this is a bigger issue for you it's going to another place Right. This isn't just about this. Snapchat. This yeah. is about you not feeling disorganized and not feeling in control. And Snapchat gives you control. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. 
Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. You ready to play some games? Let's do some games. Let's play some games. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Red flag deal breaker. You ready? I'm ready. Your special someone nominates and is accepted to be featured on Four Weddings. I love this one. I love the show Four Weddings. You ever watch it? I've watched like an episode or two a while ago. I'm not, I don't think I'm quite as, as into it as you are, but I I've definitely love seen so So four women go to four, each other's weddings. It's a competition. And right? it's a competition. They rank each other and they have this whole point method of giving out points where they don't know about the other person giving out points. So it's a whole thing. And then the winner gets a honeymoon. So, okay. So Jess comes to you and she's like, you're engaged. She comes to you and she's like, <laughs> guess what? Like, I'm getting us on like four weddings. Like, it's going to be great. I'm going to win a spree honeymoon. Like, we're going to kill this thing. I, I would be against it. I, <laughs> I would be. There's nothing worse because four weddings, you have to have them at your wedding. So you, it, it's funny because the funniest part of the show is these three women will be just these like fucking miserable fucks in the middle of a wedding judging your like judging and paper yeah can you imagine it's the happiest day of your life and three women are just like i don't know about those vows like right. and it's like they all also they they don't want to sound evil so they'll like they'll be like throw in a positive comment here and there well it'll be positive but then they'll blame something that the bride couldn't possibly control there was one episode where she goes i give the wedding a five because it because I got bitten by a bug. And it's like, all right, well, the, right. It, you know, like, like, that's not why you gave it a five. Was it out of? Ten. She's Ten? like, okay. you know, she's like, I gave it a five because I got a bee bite and there shouldn't be bees at a wedding. And it's like, how does the bride <laughs> control that? All right. I, th I think like it would be a deal breaker for me because that just goes against like the entire concept of like of what a wedding should be about. Like other people's opinions. The <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like your yours. wedding is only as good as like other people think it is. Yeah, I I to me it's it's I have a different answer. It's a deal breaker if your wedding costs under ten thousand dollars or under over ten thousand dollars. Okay. If you can afford a wedding that's over ten thousand dollars, again, 
I'm talking out of my ass. I don't even know how much weddings cost, but like a lot, like a lot more than right. ten thousand, right? Yeah. But if you can afford Definitely. a wedding, that's. I think it, it depends on the cost of the wedding. If you're doing a wedding where you're like, we're doing it all ourselves, um, we got like two thousand extra bucks to put a wedding together. At that point, I get why you're like. Wow, we wouldn't even have had an opportunity for a great honeymoon anyways. Right. That's true. Yeah. Let me put myself in a position to win a honeymoon on a thing that I'm not, you know, that we're just doing with family and friends and, you know, we're putting out an iPod and that's our DJ. You know, okay. if you come from certain means and you have the ability to pay right, for your own wedding. This is an opportunity for you, yeah. It's, it's actually obnoxious to go on the show. I saw a wedding that was $100,000. That person doesn't need a, a honeymoon given to them. And of right, course, like what's, what's the point? What's the point? Exactly. It becomes, what do you need people to see? You, why do you need people to see your wedding? You know, right. why do you need people to like pat you on the back and tell you how great it was? That's where, because when it becomes like a, when it's a survival thing where you're like, hey, we never would have even gotten to go on a honeymoon if not for this competition. And you know what? Like, like I think that's why for weddings, the show should be bracketed based on cost of the wedding. Right. I mean, obviously, it's easier to throw a good wedding when you have a lot of money. It's yeah. like, it's easier to be like a high end. It's easier to be a fashion blogger when you can afford high-end fashion yes it's easier to be a food blogger when you can go to carbone yeah and, and, and you have time to go right you, you know so like it, it's easy to be any type of blogger when you don't have to work so right. it, it, it's it, it's all related so it would be a deal breaker for me if we had the means to be able to afford our own honeymoon it would be a good thing to me if we didn't have the means to afford our own honeymoon. That's I think that's where a fair take. I, I changed my answer to align <laughs> with yours. Okay, let's do another yes. one. All right, Red Flag or Jibberger, they wear a thong bikini or a tight Speedo to your parents' barbecue. Pool uh, party. Oh, man. Now, again, are we set? Is this something that they've... Again, this is like back to the four wedding scenario. Do they always wear this? Like... Are you dating a European guy who's like, I wear Speedos? Um, I would say it's like they have both. Like my dad, growing up, my dad only wore Speedos. Interesting. I Always. guess that's a, a man of a certain age that's, that was more of a thing back in the that, day. It was a thing, but like even... Does he into, still only wear Speedos? He's graduated on only in recent years to the shorts. Okay. But like... He he! It went from speedo to like the tight boy short cut, okay. to like to like like a nicer, shorter cut bathing suit. But it this this was like until like forty five years ago, right? So interesting. So okay. to me, if my dad showed up to a barbecue in a speedo, I go, yeah, that's what he does. You'd have this, to call it out a little bit, though. He would get shit about it every now and again. Like we well, family vacations. Like uh, if we knew another family there, they'd be like Jerry and the speedo, you know, like give him shit. And he loved it. He thought it was funny. Okay. What if, well, so Jess shows up to your family, you know, see like Jess. Show, this is the thing. Jess does wear bikinis. Like I, I, 
Like a string thong bikini? <sighs> string thong bikini. Or like cut out one piece of like very, se- like a. Very sexual swimsuit, yeah. you're saying? It wouldn't be a deal breaker because there would be an element of me being like, uh huh. She just said she had to buy new bikinis to hang out with my family. You did? She says she likes thong bikinis and she made an effort to buy new new bathing suits for wow. my family. See, that's someone who cares about you that and what I, your family thinks about well, her. Well, cares about what they think. She doesn't care about yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah. I guess so it is a nice gesture. Like I, I you have to understand Again, this is going... Would you, would you have called her out if she wasn't wearing those? Or would you have just... No, I, I kind of would just go with it. I don't know. I, I, It's tough for as a man to just be like, hey, put on something respectable. You know, like I... I think you could say like, you know, we're going to my parents. Like maybe like... Maybe less ass? Perhaps. I think I would say that to a guy I, I think if mike was like okay i'm ready to go to like your parents let's say your mike goes he, to your, yeah, and he's wearing he's wearing like a a borat-esque thong uh <laughs> let's, speedo. let's say it's a speedo not the borat right. one but right. it's like a just and he comes he so this is what my dad would wear let let's say he gets in the car and he's just in a tank top with the speedo no pants <laughs> like this is just like that's what my dad would do right um, I think Just I would be like the poo. I think I would be like, I mean, I think maybe there's a double standard because I think it would be very easy for me to be like, hey, like, yeah. <laughs> let's put on the other pair. That's like the normal. Sure. Longer wear thing. Like you're going to get ruthlessly made fun of by my brothers. What if he says, this is what I wear and you've known this forever about me. I'm not going to change who I am just for your <laughs> brothers. <laughs> It's I tough. think if he re- if, if he really if he made it a values thing, yeah, I would be okay with it. I would. I think I would, I'd be okay with it, but I would still be like, all right, just so you know, like, yeah, we're we're gonna do a lot more get, winter time activities with my family, right? <laughs> I might buy him a, a swimsuit. Yeah, let's do one more. You ready? All right. They're actively trying to pursue a front cover spread of Playboy slash Playgirl. So I've heard this one recently from a guy who's like okay. talking to a a girl on a dating app mm-hmm. and he's like she's trying she's like as a model and she's trying mm-hmm. to do she's trying to get like a a spread in a Playboy which is not quite like the X-rated it's not what it was it right. doesn't have the same stigma um I mean to change this do you to you know ask further I don't know if you know this but I've seen this before where like there's like maxim cover season. So like mm-hmm. there's these women who are on Instagram who are like, please vote for me. Is that part of it? Is there a voting element? Um, not that I'm aware of, but perhaps, and I just didn't ask. Because that's um, kind of the annoying part to me is that if I was dating someone where she was like, and please use the hashtag, um, you know, you know, big booty Becky, big booty Becky for playboy. And then like, <laughs> like I like, you almost have to be, you know, the first husband or the first wife to this campaign. Right. Well, that's a whole different question, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what it, 
I guess, yeah, like you'd have to support their their pursuits. Yeah, and, and the pursuits from the male point of view is kind of gross because I know the people that are like supporting this are just guys that masturbate to her profile. If she was like, hey, use the hashtag Big Booty Becky for Playboy. Playboy. Um, I'd be, and then all these guys are like, yeah, hashtag. I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'll help out. I, I don't know. I It would depend what the prize is. I guess being front... Front, it's just the, front it's cover the of Playboy is pretty huge. Jess just screamed, I would do it. Yeah, I, I We're heard. We're learning a lot. But, We're learning a lot about her with her candle, <laughs> her candle sex romps. I think there's a difference between I would do it and I am like actively pursuing it. Totally. I agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure, if someone approached me like... That would be like a nice problem to have to be like mm. <laughs> deciding, that, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Um, but like, if that was like my the thing that would be a marker of my success, I think that might be different. Yeah, I, I guess that you, what you're saying is correct. It's a, it's it's a different. Well, if are they a model first when you meet them? If they're a model first, I get it. I'm in. A, I'm into it. Right. A, that's like the that's pinnacle part of the hustle of, of model modeldom. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hustle. If right. it's not then they're just like, ah, yeah, I do accounting, but like, I'd like to be on Playboy. I'm like, well, what, what aren't you getting? Like, I, I would, I would wonder what, you know, you know, what you other make surprises sure dreams are realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And also that like, that's a part of who you're seeing is like the dreams, like their, their goals. Right. And I think, yeah. Like, I, I would think, think it, it would be ahead. great if someone like, you know what I mean? If that's someone's dream, I, who am I to say that's a bad dream? For think of a guy who's like wants to be in the cover of Playgirl or something like that. But I think it's kind of like that doesn't really like vibe with like I think like my mindset. So I, and again, we're talking about judging people and why it's like sure. we're constantly judging people and like there's nothing wrong with that. Might not be the match for me. Doesn't but, mean you're not like a great person. But Jordana, wouldn't you see like if you saw like if you were dating a guy who's an actual model and he okay. was like, and you saw the means to an ends of being the cover of Playgirl because couldn't, would With you, the, would it be different? Out? Um, that's penis, really the thing no for me. Balls. Oh really? So that's the problem. It's like, I don't really want, I mean like, again, like maybe that's is like a, a sexist prude and bisexual thing, but I don't know if I'd want the person I was dating to like, no, I have I, the I, penis on display for the world. I hear you. I, I kind of playboy. I kind of think they're like artistic, like it would look right. good. Like I, I understand like it's different for a guy in the position. To me, it's the difference between are you a model and this helps you get to the places that you're striving to go. And if that's okay. part of it, like I could understand, like I used to feel so badly for these guys that started doing comedy like in the middle of their marriage and because okay. I would be like if I was the wife in that scenario and I'd be like I didn't sign up for this like right I'd be like this like I I didn't even know you liked comedy like you know what I mean like <laughs> you know like you laughed at a Netflix special once but like I would always feel for those people because it's like not only you know at that point your dreams are not just your own when you're in a relationship. Right. So like, like if I all of a sudden was like, Jess, comedy's over, podcast is over. I'm becoming a farmer out in Nebraska. 
she'd be like, well, and and maybe she would be on board for minute one, but I could understand if like two months in, she's like, this isn't the life. Not I, what I signed up for. This is not what I was attracted to you for. And things have changed. I could understand that. So in the same vein of like, if I was like dating this, if I'm dating Jess and all of a sudden she's like, I'm going for this playgirl thing. I would go, Oh, I'm dating so- someone who's been someone entirely different. Yeah, rethinking right. their whole life with me. Well, what if it was just like someone that you were like just started talking to? I I do believe that a lot of what attracts people to people is what they're pursuing and what well, they're that, Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. It's like yeah. it just wouldn't I think jive with like what I'd be into. Again, nothing wrong with it, but No, but I what I mean what I mean by that is like if it was a part of what gets them to the goals that they're pursuing, like if they're like, I want to be the best model in the world and here's the reasons I've rationalized for, like to me it's more thought out when right. someone's in the business than someone who's not in the business who goes, I don't know, my life sucks and I'm just looking for anything to help me out. I'd be like, that's not someone who is really in control of their life. In lives, control yeah. of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would turn me off. That's fair. All right. You know, well, do we do it? We did. did we it. do it. We yeah, solved I think dating so. again, right? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, one episode at a time. One episode at a time. Jordan, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Um, to the listeners at home, keep telling friends, keep spreading the word. I hope we can kind of let you get away from some of the real issues in life to l- listen to us discuss the luxury ones. Um, also, you know, personally, I'm doing another uh, happy hour tomorrow night. Oh, awesome. So the 11th, June 11th. So if anyone wants to come, the link is in my bio of my Instagram at Jared Freed. Uh, would love to have you. It's a fun kind of just like this. Just a little trip away from reality. Exactly. All right. See you next week. Boom. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.